0: Hey guys, before we get started on today's episode, I just want you to know that Kevin is running a special promo just for our listeners. If you spend over $100, you can save 10% off either online or in store with the coupon code BEARFISH. That is B-E-E-R-F-I-S-H. So this is the perfect opportunity if you want to jump into the fly fishing world. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode.
1: Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish beer fish fanatics and this episode is actually brought to you by whisker seeker tackle.
0: So make sure you guys go to WhiskerSeeker.com for all your catfishing gear.
1: Enjoy the episode guys. All right guys ready. Yeah, alright so. guys. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Granny my pop fishing? We got Kit with the
0: Fishing Kit YouTube channel,
1: and today uh, we're on site again. I think we've been doing on site past couple times, huh?
0: Yeah, it feels good being in person. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Zoom's convenient and all, but yeah, this, nice, this, have, this, yeah, nice this... to have you
1: guys in the shop finally. Yeah. Exactly, and I'm... just to be in person, I think it just um. The vibe is a little bit different, yeah. obviously, and just kind of, you know, because we're we've been doing it online because of COVID and everything, so it's kind of now slowly we're getting yeah. to the uh, let's get into person. You
2: can enjoy a beer with your fishing friends now. Exactly, exactly. exactly, exactly. So today,
1: just uh, everybody's wondering, uh, we have Kevin here with uh, rods and rivets here in Des Moines, Iowa. And I really wanted to, to I, I've actually been trying to get a hold of him. He's a busy man. They just moved to his new shop. So make sure you guys check it out down here in, in Des Moines. Uh, but I am really dabbing into fly fishing. So I want to know a little bit more. And who better than to ask you?
2: So. Awesome, man. No, uh, we've been open three years now where I was only dedicated fly shop. Uh, it was a total accident that I opened a fly shop. It was never part of the, part of the grand plan to open a fly shop in, in Des Moines, Iowa. But it's been a lot of fun. Um, we've taught a ton of people the sport. And uh, I, you know, our biggest thing when people come in, we don't want them to be intimidated. Uh, I don't know that there's such a thing as a snotty fly shop anymore. Uh, I think those days are gone. Um, fly fishing is just fishing you know it, it, that's what I we tell people when they come in the shop like hey man you already fish you're allowed to be outdoors you're a perfect candidate to pick up a fly rod hmm. um, there's some situations where the fly rod is a better tool there's a lot of situations where it's not a better tool it's it's makes it tougher but a little more challenging and therefore
1: I think a little more fun huh. yeah yeah I'm gonna be asking you more and uh because I mean I really I told my wife already I was like all right I'm I think I'm going to Dive in, I think for next for next year, yeah. obviously. But I, I think I'm gonna. I don't know where to start, so that's that's where it's gonna. I mean, I, I'm assuming. I, th- I know Kit fishing. Kit here, uh, he he dabbled into fly fishing a little bit. Yeah, but. I
0: got I think one maybe two fly fishing videos this year or from early in the spring. Okay, I just went down to. Usually we don't say the lake names, but I'm gonna say Aquabi because they drained it, in, or yeah, they drained it this past yeah. year, so that doesn't matter.
2: And it's Iowa, there are, let's be honest, there's not a lot of secrets, right? right. There's not a lot of secrets here. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, the best way to get started is just pop into a shop like ours. Um, there's so much information now that there wasn't when I started, mm-hmm. you know, ten or fifteen years ago. There's so many YouTube channels, there's so many how-to videos, and a lot of that there's a lot of stuff you can get in the weeds about that you don't need to get in the weeds about. I have a lot of first timers coming in and say, I watched this video or I was told this, I read this blog. And I say, stop watching YouTube for a couple weeks, <laughs> you know, come in, let us know your budget. We'll help you pick out a rod and reel, some flies, do a casting lesson with you. Come back in a couple weeks See where you're at. Um, you know, ponds, local stuff's a great way to get started. People don't realize, they come in the store, they're like, oh, where do you fly fish here? I'm like, well, anything you catch with conventional gear, you can catch with a fly rod. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of people are unaware of that. Bluegill, crappie, bass. Carp is a really huge fly rod target.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Our buddy, or his brother-in-law in Colorado, he always yeah. talks about it. It's mm-hmm.
2: a, they're incredibly challenging. They're fun to catch. They pull. I think most fly rodders want a fish that pulls. And runs, uh, and they, you know, they're kind of people uh, equate them to a bonefish, you know, mm. like a, you know, brown water bonefish or a dirty water bonefish, uh-huh. um, <laughs> Beaver Creek bonefish. You know, there's a lot of terms for for carp, but they really are they're tough. I mean, they're easy to catch on a worm, they're hard to catch on a fly, mm. so they're they're a pretty rewarding fish. Fly fly fishers tend to gravitate sometimes to those things that are a little more challenging to catch, gotcha. and just by using a, you know feathers on a hook they
1: that does a lot of it you I'm, know i'm glad i came in because um i was the last like week i've been watching a lot of youtube youtube of, of, he <laughs> yeah. you was just
0: saying stop watching I'll, those videos watch like, YouTube. shit yeah. i just you know, wasted a week worth like,
2: of youtube watching you know, we, man <laughs> we call that fish porn and we all watch it we all look at instagram we all whatever but the best way if you're serious about learning is find a friend that already does it okay join a club you know, Hawkeye Fly Fishers, Trout Unlimited. Fly Fishers are really, they're like drug addicts. They want other people to do their drug with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more so than conventional guys. Conventional guys are like, no, nope, I'm not taking you fishing. Fly, fly Riders are like, somebody has a little bit of interest in it, and they are like hounding that guy till he comes fly fishing oh, with is them. It like, oh, yes, I can
0: have one more guy one more, join more, me. You
2: know, because Fly Fishers, they do a lot of trips together. And so it's like it the more fishing buddies you have, the cheaper the fishing trip, right? Mm-hmm. If it's just you, it's expensive. It's, if it's two and three other buddies, it, it makes everything more reasonable. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. We're, we should. We'll dedicate. I think next spring.
2: You know what we should do? I'll say it right now. We should do a trip. Uh, Kirby's over here, off camera, but Kirby. Uh, Kirby's my right hand man at the shop. Uh, he's a great guide. He went to guide school this summer. Real knowledgeable guy. Um, we should. The four of us should do a trip up at the Driftless, and we'll take you guys trout fishing.
0: Okay, yeah, I've, I've I've um when I first got a fly rod, that's where I went up to yeah. caught my biggest trout I ever caught, twenty inches. I mean that's decent for Iowa. So that's right? really yeah. good yeah. for Iowa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, saw my buddy who's like using a wooly bugger, yep. um, which is I think probably one of the more common flies, yeah. right? Yeah, wooly
2: bugger catches just about everything.
0: Yeah, so. well I mean, well like I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, okay, as long as I could get in the water and then it just drifted over like this little waterfall and I saw the trout come up smack it and the the i guess the rest is history i guess
2: yeah we we're real fortunate sorry if i'm talking too no, much no, no. we're <laughs> real we're real fortunate here in iowa we have uh, probably approximately 100 150 miles of, of public trout water uh, limestone spring creeks that are really nutrient rich so there's a lot of insect life a lot of bug life a lot of food in those streams so we have really productive trout streams in iowa and i think me growing up in central Iowa, I grew up with a 16-foot Lund in Pleasant Hill, and we'd go to the Des Moines River, we'd go to Easter Lake, pre-New Easter Lake. We'd go to Big Creek, we'd go to Sailorville. I didn't know about the Driftless, as we call it, where the, the Trout Streams are until I was probably in my early 20s. Yeah, They kept that a secret from
1: me. I, I want to say I didn't even know about that area till I moved back. Because I lived in Des Moines pretty much all my life. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even know about the drift, like you're saying up there. I mean, because I wasn't huge into fishing either uh, yeah, too huge. back then. But I didn't really know about it until I moved back. And then when, yeah, yeah that's a great idea because my kids love camping up there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's definitely oh. um, yeah. We, we'll do that next year for mm. sure. W-
0: would you say Iowa's a little underrated when it comes to fly fishing? Because normally people don't. When I think of fly fishing, yeah. I think like mountains in Colorado correct, or correct. flats yeah. in Florida, or something like that.
2: And and that's how most people envision you know their their reference to the sport let's be honest is a river runs through it you know or some version of that or they were at rocky mountain national park and they were driving through and off the window there's a you know a couple people fly fishing and and we get a lot of people that come in from out west that are like i was just in colorado i I took a fishing trip and i i want to do it you know how do i get started but again I have a lot of respect for those guys who take the fly rod and do a lot of different things other than trout as well hmm. and we really try to promote that here i mean i i Kirby's heard me say this i'll fish for anything that'll eat a fly there isn't cool. not a species of fish that i won't try to
1: catch
0: well, i I really want to catch a hybrid striped bass on a fly,
1: yeah, and white bass yeah, yeah. we'll do that next no i I really am uh, I'll talk to you offline but yeah. i I really am i'm really. Go, I already told my wife before I even came here. She goes, she, she asked me, like, who are you doing the podcast with today? I go, Rod and Rivets. She goes, "What's riding Rivets. I go, it's fly fishing. Yeah. And I go, I, and she goes, you keep talking about it. Are you going to freaking do it or what? You know, get the – because I have a lot of ice gear. I have a lot of open water gear. Yeah. I had a lot of money already invested. But she goes, I mean, if you're going to do it, do whatever. It. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think um, I'm going to dive in slowly and, and see if I can at least catch Well, you.
2: another thing, too, of that barrier to entry – You know, when I exclusively used what we call conventional gear, which is all the other stuff you're talking about. Mm -hmm. In the fly fishing world, we call that conventional gear. Um, I had money wrapped up in spinning rods and bait casting rods and all kinds of shit, right? Mm -hmm. And with the fly rod, you can actually keep it quite simple if you want. Like we're talking all in, everything you possibly could need, even boots and waders, maybe you know six to 800 bucks. And that's a one-time purchase. It's mm-hmm. not an ongoing thing. Now, what happens is you, like you guys know, you're like, <laughs> well, that rod's pretty cool. Yeah. And I might need this rod for that. But, you know, for a couple, 300 bucks, a guy can get into it. Go trout fishing. Go pond fishing. You don't need boots and waders for every application. Um, boots and waders are not fun to buy. They're just a necessary evil of the sport if you're going to be in the water a lot. Mm. But you can wear them for you know river fishing in the fall and winter and spring here you know with conventional gear as well
1: well i caught the walleye because i was in the water yesterday I, yeah. bought, I, I tried out my new boots i bought out new boots waterproof boots did awesome. you yeah and i actually was in you know maybe a couple feet in i don't know if it helped me or not but i caught the fish
0: you know speaking of walleyes i think a walleye on the fly would be
1: cool see yeah. that's what i'm saying
2: i've caught i've caught them on the fly on accident it's, yeah they're hard to tar- they're a hard species to target on the fly
1: what would you say is like the biggest misconception about fly fishing like before because a lot of our listeners i i would i i don't know i've never taken a poll but i, I would assume a lot of our listeners are conventional fishermen yep. so what would be the mis- biggest misconception about a conventional fisherman thinking about fly? that it's hard okay
2: uh i think they see people cast on you know it's the hip thing to do now if you're trying to sell a truck or life insurance to have some gray-haired dude out there in the stream casting and it's really just uh exercise in just timing i mean most people we teach to cast
3: 20 minutes you could have somebody catching a trout. yeah you know. just just explain a little three bit.
2: minutes i can have catching a bluegill <laughs> so you know there's a there's a it, it's a much easier process than people realize
0: Oh, speaking of uh, how you're talking about how it's kind of hip. Yeah. Uh, there's like a Jeep commercial with I think Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He's like out at a lake and he's fly or he's probably not fly fishing, yeah. but they just show some. They
2: use out fly there. fishing and it definitely is a. It's the fastest growing. You know, we get uh, industry information from different websites I subscribe to and different industry people, and it's the fastest growing portion of the sport fishing industry. Hmm. But it is still like a drop in this can over the, the overall sport fishing business. Hmm. It's you know anywhere from a half to one percent of the whole business. Yeah, so and that includes lodge trips. That includes guide trips. Everything
1: gear. And so it's still very, very kind of under the radar. But I, but like you said, it's it's growing, and I think it cause, is because I I hear people talking yeah. about, and I even got interested. I'm looking, you know, yeah. just kind of just it's just. It's just different I guess I don't know is it different or it, how, it, how it is it's if you like being
2: outdoors you fall right into it but I will say this versus let's say I'm throwing a you know a, a spin rod with a plastic worm for a bass versus um hitting a bass on a top water popper you know there's a there's a different feel to it the rods bend more a small fish feels bigger and then the first time you hook up I love to saltwater fish. It's my absolute favorite thing in the world. Okay. The first time you hook up with a bonefish or a tarpon or a jack or a barracuda, it's over. (laughs) It's over. I can't explain it to you. There's no going back. Or a, or a big salmon or a real big trout in Alaska, or even your first trout on a dry fly in the driftless. Like it's, there is no going back. Right. You're like, how did, how did I not know about this until right now? And that's what happened to me. And then, Fifteen years later, I have a fly
1: shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, oh cheers! By the way, uh, we're giving uh, we gave Kevin here the uh, startup stout by Kelowna Brewing Company. It's delicious. And what you got? The, uh, the blue for Blufa
0: the blueberry. One. I might blueberry.
1: have another one here. Oh, we will. Second. We got plenty. We got yeah. plenty. I think we
0: should give uh, Kirby one. Kirby
2: too. one. Kirby, say hello. Uh, that is your one. Uh, guys. Uh, <laughs> I should probably put a mic on him.
3: Yeah. Alright, here you go, Kirby. You can introduce yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my man. name's Kirby Sales. Uh, I'm the head guide at Rod and Rivet. And uh what, what are we gotta get you
1: on camera. <laughs> there we go. There's Kirby. Let's get over
0: here. There's Kirby. There you go. I should have set up another mic
1: real But it's all right, you can share the mics. Alright that, that's fine. We will get him another beer. Okay.
0: Take two, Kirby. <laughs> Take two.
3: Uh, my my is Kirby Sales. Um I'm the head guy to Rod and Rivet. Uh been here since they opened. Yeah. And um, Just came on full time with us? Yep, just came on uh,
2: full time in November for 1st of November.
0: Um Well that's
2: recent. That was like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we've, yep. we we th- we've been we've been really busy. We've been real fortunate, you know, during the pandemic. Um I know everybody leads with that term when they're talking about <laughs> their life or their business, but uh, we've definitely been busy enough three or four days a week that there's. we need two of us in here to help the customers because, you know, again, people have a lot of questions when it comes to fly fishing. Uh, we want to spend a little time with them, and we want them to have a good start to the sport because if, if they have a good experience, they're going to stick with it and be a customer uh, for a long time, we hope.
1: What would you say uh, is the biggest target of species for fly fishing, at least in central Iowa? I know, obviously, because I have a lot of in-laws that live in Colorado. Yeah. I already know what the hell they trout,
2: fly. Trout fish. is definitely number one. Trout is the fish that – trout's the gateway drug. Um,
3: smallmouth bass probably comes in second. Yeah, Hold
2: smallmouth. Up. Bring
1: that closer to you guys, both of you two.
2: Smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, um, keep spinning for central iowa probably the two most common things people go after
1: with the fly rods: smallmouth bass huh? yeah really
2: yeah smallies are such an underrated game fish um in our part of the country I, I know a little further north they're you know minnesota wisconsin michigan uh they're really highly regarded but they they fight you know fly rodders tend to tend to gravitate towards those fish that that fight hard. No offense to walleye fishermen. <laughs> they, well, they, just,
0: they just taste good. Wallace walleye are good. delicious, but they kind of just Yeah. wet kinda, sock. They're a wet sock. They are a
2: wet sock. Um, <laughs> and if I catch one on the fly, I'm happy to catch it. I'm excited because it's. I'm like, didn't try to catch it. But if I'm a smallmouth fish and I catch walleye, I'm like, cool. But I don't. We don't target them. Uh, smallies are great fly rod fish. They're a ton of fun. Hmm. They fight as hard. They fight harder than trout. Um, you know, a 10-inch fly rod on a Clouser minnow or a wooly bugger on a on lightweight tackle is. If you have a river full of those, and we have a couple rivers close by that are pretty good smally rivers, um, you can spend an afternoon having a really great day close close to home. Huh. Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely rank small mounts way higher than uh like a large mount. They're yeah. kind of. Bottom yeah. of the totem pole for me. But smallmouth,
2: the, yeah. They're, they're the gentlemen of the warm water
1: species. <laughs> I, I saw this
2: old fly fishing video, and it's, like, from the 70s, and the dude's telling people how to catch small – you know, the old – you pop in the VHS, and this guy's – I don't know where he's at, West Virginia or Virginia, and he's talking about them being the gentlemen of the warm water species. But they really <laughs> do fight. They pull, they jump, they're aggressive. You know, everything you want in a game fish.
3: Hmm
1: to target them a little bit more yeah
0: they're awesome yeah they're kind of uh they're kind of um i guess i wouldn't say they're very common in iowa at least not that i know maybe the, maybe you know something that i don't know no
2: they're not super common <laughs> but there are a couple of river systems i have a lot of guys that shop here just honestly officially des moines and the raccoon for them hmm uh, Kirby and I fish the middle raccoon quite a bit. I know we're not supposed to give away spots, but again, there are very few secrets here. We can mute it. Iowa. It's already we'll, we'll edit it out. Don't <laughs> worry. You don't it. have to. Um,
3: it's more your medium-sized, smallmouth. Yeah, yeah, 10, 10 12 twelve-inch fish. Still put up a really. Good
2: but but it's a lot of fun.
1: Um, It's a lot of fun. You guys ever caught like he was saying? You guys ever caught any like uh, white bass or hybrid striped bass yet?
3: I have not on the Des Moines. Yeah, Kirby's have, caught them on you know, the Des Moines on the fly, huh? Yeah. Uh, Just a few. I haven't really messed around with them too much, but. I know that's a good fish to target.
2: We have clients that target Forty them at, at Sailorville. And, you
3: know, yeah, I'm sure. You can throw some claspers in there. For and when too,
2: the so. shatter running on some of the on Big Creek and Sailorville, they'll target them there. Mm.
1: Can you explain, if you don't mind? I know this, this is probably a noob question, but uh, can you explain a little bit about when you go fly fishing? What does that actual lure do? Because some people think it's just floats on. You know, so you, I, it, I
2: think again because of all the commercials and a river runs through it, they think that they're they're trying to mimic a a literal fly just hitting the water and the mm-hmm. fish comes up and eats it, which is part of the sport. But the fly, we're, we're just like a, a rapala or a you know Texas rigged worm. We're trying to imitate bait fish food sources of the fish. Now with trout, trout are drift feeders, so they sit for the most part in one one lie in a river or stream, and the food comes to them all day long. So they've got McDonald's just flowing <laughs> at them at you know, whatever, 500 CFS. That's efficient. Trout are really efficient. They'll (laughs) sit there all day long and these little tiny bugs come at them. Hmm. So most fly fishers try to mimic those little insects. So another thing, people come in the shop and they're like, they pick up a fly for the first time, like a little, what we call a nymph, which is a subsurface fly. And the fly is this big, you know, it's a couple millimeters. And they're like, you know, they're used to throwing a yeah, Shadrap that's like this. They're like, <laughs> yeah. how does this catch fish? I'm like, trust me, it, it, it does.
1: Huh. Uh. Okay. Well, uh, what he's mentioning right here, Kevin was mentioning, is, is the river runs through it, and the movie... I don't know if you've seen it, but I, I, I have not. it actually got me into You've not seen ever. Dude, that's like the, not, that's I'm like sorry. that's like the <laughs> most known fly fishing movie of all Probably time. Probably the most
2: <laughs> known fishing movie of all time. Actually after, after Jaws or something. I just, I <laughs> Which is a bad well yeah. yeah. But yeah.
1: no no, you're right. I, yeah. It actually might be one of the greatest well most well known movies of all time. So um people listening, I mean, I don't know if we have younger listeners or whatnot. Because it's an older movie. It's a
2: uh, mid early 90s I believe. Yeah. It's yeah. got
1: Brad Pitt, so go uh, watch it, guys. Directed by
2: Robert Redford. Yeah. It's um, a, it's a
1: great movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a great, great movie, yeah. but I think, like you were saying, like it, it got me interested in fly fishing, but mm-hmm. then it just looked like, like what you just explained.
2: Part of the reason it got people, I wasn't around for this part, portion of the sport, but there was a big boom in the industry post, they call it the movie. Mm. It was just a huge influx of new fly fishers, and this has been said about, Trout specifically, and I think this about other species as well. Trout don't live in ugly places. Trout don't live where catfish live. And nothing against
0: catfish. (laughs) Oh, catfish on the fly. How about that? Okay.
1: Okay.
2: One of the coolest things ever, I go to Grays Lake a handful of times a year with my kayak. And there's one bank, there's mulberries on one bank of the of Gray's Lake. And there'll be carp, drum, catfish, gar. Catfish. I hadn't caught a catfish in 20 years, probably until a few years ago, and I started catching them on the fly. Gray's Lake, fun fish, great game fish. Pulls hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Have to know that spot.
2: And you would think catfish. I got to put some a chunk of dead bait or stink bait or a worm, but they're they're predators. You know, they'll 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 eat a fly. I
0: agree. That's pretty cool because I was at um, what was that? Raccoon River Park. I was kayaking out there, trying to catch catfish because there's there's a ton of catfish in there. They're not huge or anything, but they got pretty good numbers. And there was a mulberry tree hanging over the water, and I just hear like, <coughs> <coughs> I'm like what the hell is that noise? No. And then I just casted my, um, I, I was bait fishing. I just casted my bait over there. Then I started catching catfish. But that's pretty damn cool.
2: Yeah, they're cool fish. They're they're a great predator. I mean, there are channel cats. I think are it's our state fish. Um, but we do Iowa. We are the easternmost range for the eastern brook trout, native range for the eastern brook trout. Mm. So trout are actually native to Iowa, and I think a lot of people don't realize that as well.
3: Mm. I think that's pretty cool.
2: I didn't know that.
0: Are, are brown trout native? Brown
2: trout are are from Europe. Right, and, they're from like Germany or yeah, something. Yeah, right? and okay. so they've been introduced everywhere almost in the in, in the U.S. now, and they're there, there, are a lot of fly fishers have a, a deep affection for them because they're one they're beautiful fish and two they they pull and they get big and they do well everywhere. They're almost like the carp of <laughs> trout. A brown trout will survive in water where the clarity is not so great and the temperatures might be warm. Trout are a cold water fish, so they need cold, clean water to survive, and brown trout just do well everywhere yeah. and the some of the bigger brown trout you'll ever catch in your life are in some of the most marginal you're like oh that's frog water you know nothing's in there Then oh.
0: there'll be a two foot long brown trout in there i think uh in northeast iowa there's like a few uh reproducing populations isn't there we're
2: real fortunate the brown trout reproduce naturally everywhere oh everywhere yeah oh, yeah okay. we uh we stock this the dnr stocks rainbow trout mm-hmm. through the hatchery programs um in just about every stream up there except a few excuse
0: me no i've burped like 10 times yeah. already uh, <laughs> but the brown
2: trout we i don't think we've stocked brown trout in the state and you uh, you have to get the DN, a couple of the dnr fishery guys i'll get you hooked up with them uh, they'd be a good like yeah like, we have
1: them on quarterly like yeah. well, stike we, like scott
2: Sip, sipker or we haven't
1: you, had Scott. we had like jeff kapaska okay um you got to get the river guys on yeah i we haven't had any of the river guys. Yeah. We have a bunch of data guys and some fish yeah. biologists. Um, Just, we yeah. have but like other stubs we've and stuff.
2: S- we've stocked um, brown trout for 20 or 30 years in the state. Hmm. We have a really great wild brown trout fishery. Okay. That's pretty cool. It is a really cool,
0: man. So why why don't the, like, the rainbows – I don't think we have any reproducing populations, do we?
2: We don't. I think a lot of it is um, the time – rainbows spawn in the spring – um, rainbow trout are native, really, just to the Pacific Northwest. Mm. So, like, rainbow trout aren't even native to Colorado mm. yeah. or Montana. I don't believe. Maybe portions of Montana. Uh, it's all cutthroat territory. Oregon, Washington, California, Idaho, I believe, are the the native rainbow populations. Um, but we're just fortunate that we've got uh, cold enough, clean enough water to have trout in the state. True. And I think our our trout fishery in northeast Iowa is better than it's ever been, which is, most fisheries can't say that.
1: What do you mean by that?
2: Uh, The size of the fish, the numbers of fish, our access to the water, the quality of the water remains, you know, pretty stable. Um, And another big reason I, you know, as a conservationist, I feel like, and no offense to conventional guys, (laughs) because <laughs> uh, I, I I, you know we go to the Keys every year and I use I put a piece of shrimp on there and throw that thing out there and catch dinner so I have nothing against conventional gear and I still fish it um, I feel like fly rodders are a little bit more aware of the environmental issues that go along with, with water because hmm. you know whether it's flats fishing or cold water trout fishing they're these habitats are a little more uh they're a little more delicate you know carp catfish bass crappie bluegill can kind of live in a
1: mud puddle yeah i think you're right on that because i don't you never hear or never really see fly fishermen leave trash and shit around no no it's very true
2: yeah Yeah. no it is it is true and and even more so than just those individual things you look at i think they think about the ecosystem as a whole too. And so I, I love having a young kid in here or a young family that wants to get into it. Cause they're like, Hey, we really love what camping, kayaking, canoeing, whatever in the, in the areas where where trout live. And just pay more attention to it. You know, I think there are more, just more, more awareness brings more awareness to the, Issues at hand, and especially in Central Iowa, I don't want to get too political. Uh, <laughs> is it Political, th- is it right. political or ph-
1: philosophical?
2: Is that? I don't even think it should be political, to be honest with you. I, you know, every I, hey man, if somebody is a fisherman, they're probably okay, dude. You know, or especially if they're, you know, as I told Kirby, I said if the guy fly fishes, he can't be a total asshole. You know, <laughs> he's got to have a redeeming one redeeming quality, and that one redeeming quality, as he likes to be outdoors with a fly rod. Um, but we have some real water quality issues in Iowa.
3: And oh, for a no couple of guys
2: right. who have a fishing podcast, and brew you know beer that's brewed in Iowa, I'm, just, I'm assuming the water comes from Iowa, yeah, where they make their beer. You know, I just wish more people were aware of some of the issues we have with our water quality. We see it a lot. Yep. And it's not just yeah. the trash. When,
1: yeah. You know, just when we had the Iowa DNR, they they, they talked to mm-hmm. us in regards to yeah.
2: And I think yeah. if the, the the sporting community as a whole. It's a it's a pretty powerful voice, you know. That's what's you know I'm always that's why I'm excited. You guys, uh, message me to have me on this thing because you're part of the sporting community in the state of Iowa.
0: So, yeah, glad to have you.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, like going back to what you were talking about, um, I feel like fly fishermen, like just the, I don't, I don't want to say like the art of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't ever. It, a lot of people have that idea that it's snotty or that
0: it's this right.
2: otherly thing. And, again, Kirby and I always just say, man, it's just fishing.
0: Yeah. Well, um, what what I was trying to say is, like, just getting involved in fly fishing. Uh, I feel like fly fishermen are just um, – you do have to take an extra step. Yep. So you're a little bit more involved. Correct. That's why you were saying yep. – that's why most fly fishermen are, like, more um, – Thing. what's the word i lost i lost track
2: there's a there's a conservation ethic that maybe yeah. isn't there with some other forms of right y- you know
0: yeah just fly fishing itself it, it you gotta take a little extra step yeah and then that brings you as a person you know it just steps you up to uh, like there's more stuff that you think about yeah
2: it comes full circle like kirby and i were up uh a couple weeks ago together and We'd done a a group of trips. We'd had about 25 or 30 people up, maybe two weeks prior. Uh, We tried to put another trip together. Nobody wanted to go fishing with us, which was totally cool with Kirby and I, because we we spent three days in a cabin, and we (laughs) fished for, we hunted and fished for those three days and had a great time. But uh, we had another friend with us, and I was helping him just learn the fly rod. And Kirby came downstream, to grab us, he's like, You guys gotta come up here and see this and it was hundreds of brown trout spawning. Hmm. I mean, they weren't actively spawning together. Still fanning their
3: beds out. But it looked like a it looked like and... a
2: salmon run in Alaska. It was the coolest thing ever. And to see that in Iowa, to have a stream that's cold enough and clear enough to have that happen is is, is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Where, where's the best spot that you've ever fly fished? You personally yeah. and you too that's gotta Airbnb be a after. tough one i'm just curious I, I just want to know because that could be like a bucket list spot if, if, if i really get into if this any spot. outdoorsman has
2: never been to alaska hmm. you, you, you have to go there um hmm. i believe it's the size of like a quarter or a third of the continent it's like it's like uh california texas and oregon wash i mean it's huge it's massive. There's no people there. The road system only goes to a few towns. The biggest rainbow trout you've ever seen that pull um, salmon, grizzly bears, the whole, all of it. <laughs> Alaska would definitely be one of those places if you've never been, you have to go. Hmm. So, just to see it. So it's just like the movies. Just to It, it, is, it is more than like the movies. Um, the towns most guys will go out of to do this are little villages, you know, um, the town we fish out of King Salmon. Uh, it's a, there's a commercial salmon kind of epicenter there and another village called Knack Knack which isn't too far away. Um, it's just cool. Um, personally, I love saltwater fly fishing. That is my, like, if I could just do one thing the rest of my life, it'd be a toss up between northeast Iowa and saltwater. Northeast Iowa, just because it's home, and we're really blessed to have that habitat here um, in the state. It's beautiful, but I love this saltwater fly fish. Hmm. A, a two-pound saltwater fish will – I don't care how big your largemouth bass is. <laughs> I don't care. Right. It, it I don't care either because they're on
0: the bottom of the total pole. Because it, it doesn't
2: <laughs> – are, are you guys,
1: like, not – Big bass guys, either. no, I mean, we're big. I would say hybrid striped bass and white bass mm-hmm. guys when it comes to largemouth bass, yeah. like he was just saying, it's kind of. I mean, sorry, guys, I know we have a lot of bass listeners, yeah. and they're kind of low on the total. Yeah, goal, and know. I, and,
2: and my biggest thing too, if you're an angler, like, I'm like, don't you want to try other stuff? You know, aren't you curious about you know, whatever it is? But for me, it'd be Alaska, would be like, you've you got to go there. Okay. If, I mean, whatever, if you're most people go there and they'll do this if they're conventional guys they'll do a halibut thing offshore mm-hmm. and they'll do a salmon thing um but lots to do there and the other thing if you've never saltwater fished you guys that are listening whether it's with the fly or conventional gear you know go down to the gulf go down to florida go to belize or the yucatan and um saltwater fish pull yeah like, that's what i keep hearing they pull and they, it, that it's the kind of addiction that never. Leaves you once you experience that pull, you will always want that. You know the tug is the drug.
1: Right, right. Is if, um you want more of it? Is Alaska family friendly? Because you know if I'm going to sell this to the boss lady, I gotta. Be... Alaska is
2: obscenely expensive. Great, <laughs> <So laughs> hey, don't hey, do Edit that not, out, do not, No, <laughs> she, don't. She have don't, have to, list don't listen edit it out. anyways. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't I bring. Oh yeah,
1: what are these days? She's gonna catch.
2: Don't bring your kids until they can really appreciate it. Okay. Um, it, you know, middle school or older. Um you got to everything has to be flown in or shipped in. Wow, really? Outside of the main road system from Anchorage. So, I guess it's similar to Hawaii, right? It's even crazier. It's really? even more expensive. Oh. You know, a six-pack of beer at the little convenience store where we they actually have a little convenience store. It's, it's like 36 bucks. Holy shit. For like <laughs> you know, an Alaska Amber ale. It's, you know, wow. One time we ran out of cash. Because the ATM in the village was out of money, and we had to tip our guides, and we tipped them in cases of beer. Wow! Because I think a twenty-four pack was like a hundred
0: and twenty-five bucks or something.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Oh, speaking of beer, I need
1: a I need a refill. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So now winter's here, or fall, winter, whatever the heck you call it. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. That's yeah. Okay. It's here. It's here. It's here. <laughs> hey. it's here. Um. This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also, swing by your local restaurants, local bars. See if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not. You won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. What? would you recommend to a fly fisherman in central iowa is there anything you can can they still fly fish or well the
2: cool part about so a lot of guys just tie flies so another aspect of this sport that kind of makes it all f- full circle is we have a a pretty good fly tying department here we do classes here on these tables where we're sitting and a lot of guys will make their own bugs okay so they, they'll spend all winter you know drinking beer Watching football, basketball, watching fish porn, <laughs> tying their own flies. Um, but also our spring creeks, uh, the they're all it's all spring-fed groundwater, so the water is actually warmer than the air when it's cold. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's 15 degrees out in Decorah, the water temp of those streams coming out of those springs is is in the 40s and 50s, probably more of the 40s than the yeah. 50s, but so our streams don't freeze, uh-huh. so you can trout fish year round in the state of Iowa. We don't, we don't have a closed season. Uh, we've got very simple bag limits. If people want to keep a couple trout mm. for dinner, which I have no problem with at all, I'm not a, a more of a habitat guy than than an individual fish guy. Mm. You know. Um. So yeah, most fly fisher or or honestly go down to Florida or Belize or Bahamas <laughs> or and that's what a lot of us do or dream about doing when it gets cold because I get a little. Uh, John Gear calls it the shack Nasties. You get a
3: little,
2: <laughs> you get a little angry
1: because you're not outdoors. That's all right. Hey, but we you, you said earlier, so Kevin's going to go ice fishing this year.
2: Yeah, so Kirby, uh, my right hand man's an all-around all outdoorsman, which I they
3: do a little bit of everything out.
2: I'm ashamed that I'm that. not. Uh, I started <laughs> bird hunting this year with Kirby because of that. I hadn't hunted. I hadn't done anything but fly fish for 15 years. Uh, I don't golf, I don't... Yeah, I just fly fish. <laughs> but, so, my wife's like, will you talk about something other than fishing? <laughs> when we're at a party?" That.
1: she's... She, how did... Okay, because she's obviously part of... Robin oh, yeah, Vegas, she's so co-owner. I mean, we're married, so, yeah. Yeah. So, did you get her into it? Was she always into
2: it? No, uh, one of our very first dates, um, I took her up to Northeast Iowa, and she had never... She grew up on the Mississippi... She grew up in Muscatine. Okay. She never spent a day in the Mississippi, on the Mississippi, doing anything near the Mississippi. And she literally was six blocks away. Wow. So she did (laughs) not grow up in an outdoor family. And since then, um, she's been to Alaska with me, Belize, the Florida Keys, Northeast Iowa, Wyoming, Montana, everywhere. Uh, She absolutely loves Back to saltwater fishing, even though we live in Des Moines, her hands-down favorite thing in the world. If she's, like, hands-down. So part of the reason I love that so much, that trip we do annually together, is her love for being in the Keys and fishing for saltwater fish. She loves it. So you guys are fly fishing off the boat? We'll do a mix of both, but yeah, yeah, we will fly fish in the Everglades primarily, which is a really great place for a new fly fisher to learn because it's not so technical. Mm-hmm. So when we do trips down to the Keys, we take a lot of people to the Everglades. Um, I'm sure it was—I have no idea how great it was 40 years ago down there. You know, they've had their own water quality issues, but there's still a lot of habitat, a lot of fish. You see birds. Mm-hmm. You see crocodiles, you see alligators, you see all kinds of wildlife. It's pretty cool,
1: hmm. yeah,
2: and it's her favorite thing if I said hey we're I'm picking you up or going to the airport. I got a charter tomorrow. we're going fishing. She'd be like, "Okay, I'll cancel whatever else we had going on <laughs> yeah,
0: do you generally take those trips during the winter time Yes,
2: yeah okay. we we go down there between anywhere between December and June, okay,
0: yeah, so what else does Iowa's only fly shop do during the winter? As far as the shop's concerned. Just be depressed
2: that we're not on fishing. More. <laughs> uh, we do a lot of uh, fly tying classes. We, uh, we, we also sell apparel here as well. Um, so the guys that are, you know, I've got a lot of guys that buy sportswear from me, outdoor gear, but maybe don't fish as much and vice versa. Guys that fish a lot that might need a sweater or a sweatshirt. Um, basically just dream about being somewhere warm and fly fishing. <laughs> Okay. Telling Kirby, I can't wait to go down to Florida Keys and go fly fishing. Just
3: getting ready for the ice fishing season. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We can relate to he, 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 that. You know, he, we, we can, can ca- relate to that. Oh. He's going to get addicted yeah. to ice fishing. Exactly. We're, we're getting a new ice hut this year, and I'm taking up the Brushy Creek. Yeah. I'm going to go chase some crawfish. I, I gave,
2: before you guys came, I gave Kirby, uh, I said if we hit our sales goal for the holiday season, I'm buying Kirby a new ice hut. Okay. Get, getting a nice flip over. And a nice so, flow. Okay. So, so, so if your listeners could have come into the shop and help Kirby... All right, get gotta, an ice hut. That'd be bump great. Sales up. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll bump, bump up the sales here.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then, if you're getting to ice fishing, you gotta let us know because we're, we're pretty big into ice fishing. Okay. Um, yes. you just let us know. We're local, obviously, so we'll we can get you on some good fishing. That you're gonna be. Well, you know what? This ice fishing thing is not too bad. you yeah, right,
0: you're you're kind of hyping us up a little bit. We gotta, uh, you know, uh, we might be able to get you on some fish.
3: We'll go ice fishing with you guys, and then you guys come fly fishing with us. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, perfect.
2: I haven't
1: idea. been ice fishing since I was. I told Kirby probably nine or ten years old. So. Oh, dude, you'll. You have flashers and. Oh, yeah. fish. Okay, yeah. so, and then no, we, you'll be fine because we got. Mr. LiveScope homie over here. Oh, so
2: There might be too many electronics involved for me to not be no, on the boat. you're going to love it. <laughs> you
1: you're going to love the LiveScope. Yeah, you're uh, going to It's like a video game. I
0: know. Uh, yeah, I've heard. It can detract from fishing. I ain't going to lie, because you're kind of like just tuned in <laughs> to your electronics. And I'm busy like looking for stuff. Like, hey, yeah, I'm going here. I'm looking for like a piece of structure, constantly moving, moving. And then I end up fishing for, I don't know, half an hour, but I'm out there for like, Two hours. I got a
2: group of buddies that I would do a annual trip to northern Minnesota with them. And then I've since transitioned them over to, we do Colorado trips now together. Mm. Um, and they're all huge ice fishermen. And yeah. they every year they keep trying to tell me. You should just come with us. come with us. Yeah.
1: No, let me know whenever you go to Colorado. Oh, yeah. I have family over there. Huh? Wouldn't mind uh, if I'm over there because I, I go there at least multiple, multiple times a One year. One of the
2: coolest trips I did this year was was with this group, uh, and we went to southern Colorado and fished the Rio Grande. Hmm. Uh, we stayed in South Fork, Colorado, and, and uh, a little town of Creed, and it really was a really cool – it felt – a lot of Colorado feels a little bit I don't know how to put it without sounding like an asshole. <laughs> just
0: go for it. Go for it. A little, bro, little
2: it. broy. A little <laughs> a little um anyway, this towns the towns we were in, there were no there were no Range Rovers, there were no an Iona Toyota. <laughs> but there were no like souped up forerunners there were no it was just like ranches farms you know it was it was a cool it reminded me of, I love Wyoming is my favorite place in the west yeah uh, a lot of people vacation in Colorado and I'm like and I love. I have friends that have like my friend I'm gonna go have dinner with they have a beautiful place in Colorado and I love going out and visiting with them uh, but Wyoming is is still the west and that's really what I love Wyoming So every year, June, July, and then again in September, we lease out a ranch, a little old homestead ranch. It's a family friend of my wife's, and we've been doing that for about five years, and we have anywhere between, say, 20 and 40 people that come out every year. So I spend probably six weeks a year out in Wyoming. Okay.
0: Wait, Wyoming. um, What's that lake that uh, Kim always talks about with the giant perch? Is that in Wyoming? Cascade. Casc- that, Are you familiar with Wyoming. Cascade, Kirby? Is that Utah? Um, that's Utah. Is yeah, it Utah? Yeah. Okay. I think that's Utah. I know oh, what we, you're
3: talking about. Yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I do want to go up to that area because there's,
1: I think, Fort Peck in Montana. Is that North Dakota? It's Fort Peck. Oh, that might be North Dakota. You might be right. Hold on. North Dakota is really well known for perch walleye
0: pike. Yeah. But well, it might be. I don't know. It, uh, yeah. Well, I know Casc- Cascades. We Utah. all have phones. Yeah. We should Google. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we can totally look it up right pack? now. I, no I want to say it's Montana. Sorry. I, I want to say it's Montana.
2: <laughs> that sounds right, actually, but yeah. it's Eastern Montana.
0: Right. Because, no. Well, I I really want to go up to that area. Well, Cascades got the giant perch, like right. averages 15, 16 inches. That's pretty big for
1: a perch. Dude, that's enormous. That's enormous. That's yeah. enormous. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the average. It's like there. a thousand pound shark. But perch. Yes. No. it. it uh, I think perch-wise, yeah. Anything above 15, 16 inches, I think it's just like a shark. Yeah, Fort Peck is in Montana,
0: and I want to go chase the lake trout out there. And uh, we were talking to a guy from Vexilar. He was talking like, yeah, 80 fish days. And, like, man, I've targeted uh lake trout twice in my life. And I've caught, like, four that were maybe... A pound or two and lake trout get huge they do get huge but they live deep
2: so like it's not a really common fly rod species except for up north and I've I've honestly never caught one Um, I've never gone fishing for them but sometimes you just accidentally catch things when you're doing other stuff but um, I do keep a little journal of like all the places I've been and all the fish I've caught on the fly rod all my fishing license like maybe a matchbook or a napkin from a cool bar I think
0: all fishermen, no matter what kind of fishing, they should do that. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, journal. Yeah. Start that. Yeah. Well, I just post videos. I guess that's my
2: journal. You guys should like make a <laughs> make a journal like with your logo on the on the top of it and sell it.
1: Yeah, nah. no, no, nah, no. I don't know. It, it's a good idea. It's too, a lot analog, of work. too analog. Too yeah. analog. No, it's a though. lot of work for me. I'm lazy. I think he should do it. He's the business stuff. I just <laughs> no. talk and I go fishing. <laughs> he goes fishing. I just talk. We just It's involved. like what me and Kirby do. But yeah. you're right. We technically should be writing shit down and we should be jotting a lot of stuff down, but yeah. we don't. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm just lazy, I don't know. Eh. I'm just not that guy. We
0: said we was smart and we're not necessarily
1: smart. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We're smart but not necessarily Honest. smart. Huh? Yeah. You guys probably have the
2: You guys have the only fishing podcast based in the state of iowa no there's a ton there's actually a few
1: there's um we're not like one of the biggest or anything i think but we're probably one of the most like off the wall i think okay just we just have fun and kind of random yeah yeah. maybe least focused yeah we're probably the most least focused yeah
2: i might be the least focused fly fisher you've ever met (laughs) but no there's
3: right there with you. So. Yeah, we, I spend more time
2: driving around Northeast Iowa
3: than I do fishing. I like beer and fishing. So. Yeah. So that's <laughs> one BFFs, man. That's, that's beer a, fish yeah. fanatics. That's why we yeah. started this like thing. We, like.
0: Like we could have came in here had a like a spreadsheet or a, like a freaking list of questions yeah. but we're just like we kind of just want to wing it. I mean, we have general ideas of what we want to talk about but yeah. we, we don't want to sit here and make it feel like oh, this is an interview I'm going to ask you this, 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 and this. So that's kind of our thing and people may or may
1: not like it but it's just what we do you, you know what i do notice what i've been doing lately i've been going back and re listening to our podcast from exactly a year before because like you were just saying like you guys are saying like you we don't take no notes but well, because we have a lot of guests that has so much knowledge about fishing and everything and i go back and re-listen to our own podcast yeah it's weird because i hate listening to my voice like fucking weird <laughs> but I listen to them to, and I'm trying to take those tidbits because they'd be giving us so many tidbits on, because this is the specific time, this is how you catch this or whatever the case may be, yeah. and I'm re, it's like notes. It's really pretty damn cool actually going back and re-listening to it. So I guess, in a way, I guess we're taking notes by doing this.
2: I think though, what, what you're doing here though, and I, I I have this philosophy about about fly fishing but fishing in general, you can... Because we're there's so much information out there, we're we're inundated with ads and information and blog posts and all this and that. The best way to learn an outdoor skill is to go do it. Mm-hmm. Do it with somebody who has knowledge about it. Um, my favorite guide, saltwater guide, and one of my close friends down the Keys is a no-nonsense guy. He's not stuffy. He doesn't yell at you. Uh, great for a first-time fly fisher, but he'll just, he'll literally have a a little mooring ball, like a little foam ball with rusted out flies stuck to the thing. (laughs) And the first uh, bonefish I ever caught in the Florida Keys, he literally was like, oh, I think there's a school of bonefish over there. And um, he literally pulled off this fly that looked like, it just looked like a piece of shit. Like it looked, <laughs> it was falling apart. The hook was rusted, and he he said, "Hold on." He staked out the skiff, tied the fly on. He said, "Okay, uh, put it right over there. Strip, 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 fish on." And he just is like, "Listen, I can overcomplicate this thing. Get the fly near the fish and strip it, you know." And I and I think we we as an industry maybe get um there might be too many experts in fit in the fishing business. <laughs> but I don't blame people. I mean I I mean they're trying to make a living and, and so am I. You know, I, I Kirby and I were you know, one thing we talked about every day, even when people are not around is like Kirby said this today. He's like he's like shit man, I learned something new every day when I'm in the shop. Hmm. Every day. He said that to me today about fly fishing, and every time I'm fishing with somebody new, even somebody who's never fly fished, I might have, I might learn a new way to teach somebody something. Or our clients here, you know, the, the same clients who brought us uh, beer and whiskey for our opening are like, hey man, I got, I just was out at so-and-so lake and I, there's musky there. Or, you know, I have a good, we have a good friend, Trey who is a great warm water fly fisher, we moved from Colorado. Doesn't want shit to do with trout anymore because that's all he's caught his whole life. Yeah. And he ties the best carp flies I've ever fished. I mean, they, these carp okay. will turn to eat this fly. And carp don't do that. Hmm. So we learn stuff every day from our customers, too, which is a really cool part about a fly shop.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. It is cool,
2: man. You know? Yeah. Hmm.
3: Yeah, if you want to get into it, just don't be intimidated by it. And yeah.
2: You just got to love to be outdoors. If you, if you love to be outdoors, you're a great candidate. To be a fly fisher,
1: I see a lot of people really get into the uh, fly tying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you call it a hobby or just—I mean, they. I, I see more and more interest into it. Yeah. More and more. I mean, is that something that you've seen growing? And, and you can waste an entire weekend tying flies and not
2: even know it went anywhere. <laughs> um,
1: it definitely is growing along with
2: the. Again, it's a, it's a niche. Fly tying is a niche within a niche, but. It definitely is very, very popular. There's a sense of satisfaction of, you know, making your own fly and then going out and catching a fish that you've caught with your own fly. It, it, it makes it come full circle. It's like if
0: you made your own rapala or whatever, your plastic worm. Or if you made your own rod and you caught right. a fish on it. there you go.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been seeing a lot of people just really getting into this tie.
3: Yeah, know,
2: there's time. even a, a whole culture of people who tie flies that don't even really fish. Really? Yeah. Could you imagine making like soft
1: plastics or? That'd be weird. Rods and not fishing. How can you? I guess you can, but I mean.
2: No, there's a there's a sense of uh, accomplishment I think, and there there's an art. You know, there's a beauty to a uh, you know a, a well tied fly. They always mm-hmm. say that some flies catch fishermen, not fish.
3: If you're you're good at tying flies, you might not be good at fishing. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) I tie, like, the bare bone. I tie, like, the eight patterns that I use the most on the water. Right. Just out of, um, like, oh, I got some time.
0: Well, it's kind of like, I don't know, the best sports car mechanic might not be, like, the best race car driver ever. It's like to tinker with cars. Yeah. Yeah. Very true.
1: Nope. Yep. Good analogy.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Kind of pull that one out of... It's okay, you're smart. (laughs) Uh,
1: Smart
0: guy. Smartish. (laughs) Smartish. Okay, Um, so, well, what I want to know is, like, um, I feel like sometimes fly fishermen kind of, well, let's say conventional fishermen look at some fly fishermen as elitist. Snotty. Or snotty. Yep, yep. Um, Is there any truth behind it? I know, of course, with everything, there's going to be those snobby I would say
2: that all the snotty fly fishermen probably live in three states hmm. and probably two of them are Western states. And one of them might be New York, <laughs> but the, 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 industry as a whole and the sport as a whole is, you know, there's just a lot of really cool people trying to make a living. And so I, I, I really don't, I've never had that experience mm-hmm. going into a fly shop and believe me when I, when i hire a guide because my wife and i like when i go to a new fishery i hire a guide you know i want to learn i want to know what's going on i've got right. a couple of days to fish there i want a guide i want to know the river i want to learn i'd never tell them that i have any prior knowledge other than like they know right away if you can cast just enough to get the fly in the water and do what they tell you to do i don't talk about it it i think that Idea about the snotty fly shop or the snotty fly fisherman, there was a time and place for that, I think, uh-huh. but I think that's past. Right. I think the industry as a whole is way, way more welcoming, um, to women, to not white
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like you were saying, if you want to grow the sport, that, you can't. You can't. No, fine. You can't be a snob. <laughs> yeah. You want more people getting into your. Snob. No man,
2: and I want more people outdoors. I want more right. people giving yeah. a shit about water. I want yeah. more people giving a shit about everything. And also, as a business owner, I want more people buying my stuff. Yeah. And why would I? And I generally like the. You know, I. Everybody has a redeeming quality, and if you fly fish or fish or hunt or enjoy the outdoors, again, you're probably you probably got something some redeeming quality we can pull out of you (laughs) (laughs) right we've got something to talk about right right i always tell my wife this is awful but i like more you shouldn't have more than like five or six women together in a group but like oh boy (laughs) but you can get a group of guys together that are like outside of that cocky high school age and they'll find something in common you know whether it's you know like oh you like beer i like beer you know like we can be friends. Right.
0: You like fishing? Oh, oh, yeah, I love oh, fishing. oh, if you like fishing, we can be real good friends. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah.
2: So, and I hope nobody gets that impression of us here at this shop. And I think the the other cool part is the fly fishing community in Central Iowa, and there is one. There is one that's bigger than I thought it was, mm. and it's growing. Very helpful people. Very knowledgeable people. Um. All the way from 18 to 80 and everybody's got something to to add um i have a lot of uh you know retired guys that'll come in with somebody younger that are he's like hey i'm helping so and so tie a woolly bugger today i'm teaching him how to you know tie a few knots or do this and that you know like i said fly fishers are a lot of them are addicts you know and so they want other people to like you know they don't want to be alone um mm-hmm. And I do love fishing by myself, but I, I really do enjoy the time spent on the water with with other fishing friends. So
1: makes sense.
3: The water freaking something dying. <laughs> 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 something dying. That's what it sounds like. <laughs>
1: oh man!
0: So it's like slaughtering a pig back
1: there or something. So no, this is um. This is so informative for uh, a non fly fisherman who wants to get into. Fly yeah, fishing. I didn't so, want this to be how a how to thing. No, I'm, and, I'm, uh, I, yeah. and I, I was telling you know yeah. we don't have anything scripted, and that's why I'm like I'm super excited to to, to get really into it and, and give this a shot yeah. and, and see if I could I I don't know because I see a lot of people who get into fly fishing and just see the 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 pure bliss. Oh, it's. What, I'm telling you what, man, the first trout you catch
2: by yourself on a fly rod, you're like, yeah. you are, you're glowing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a ugly stocked rainbow trout or a <laughs> 20 inch beautiful Wyoming, you know, cutthroat. It's, there is a sense of accomplishment that I, that to be honest with you, I never got with conventional fishing. And I literally fished every day from like 18 to 28, mm. pond fished right now i I got about forty five minutes on a pond, and then I'm like, this is boring
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I've never felt that way on a on a trout stream or a you know a flat you know and sometimes when you're saltwater fishing you're you're hunting, you're not fishing you're you might go all day and cast three times hmm, right, and you still had a good day if you had shots you know um. Yeah, you do. There's a sense of accomplishment to it. You know, it is a little bit
0: harder. It is. It is. Yeah, you got to take that extra step.
2: Versus dunking a worm? Well. But there are certain applications, like what I tell people about, and this is the only application where I think it's easier, because I think it's much easier to catch a bonefish on a live crab, Mm. uh, on a spinning rod, um, or a live shrimp. And I think it's much easier to catch a pike or a muskie on a, a big, gaudy, you know, spinning bait. Our streams in Iowa, a fly rod is a more efficient and a better tool to catch those fish. And I would only say that about our streams in Iowa and a few other trout streams. Trout in particular, maybe even bluegill. Bluegill love flies. Yeah. Luga you Lopez. know it. Right?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: but it's a better, it, that's another thing I try to tell people because they go up to Northeast East. I was like, yeah, I bring my spin rod and I brought the fly rod, but I had struggled for an hour. So I got the spinning rod out and I put a piece of dough bait on there or a little meps and I just tell people, leave the fly rod at home. If you want to learn how to do this, leave, leave, or leave the spinning rod at home mm-hmm. and just take the fly rod. It's a, it's a more efficient tool. And that's really the only fishery that I've found, and I don't want to dissuade people from fly fishing (laughs) (laughs) because it's how I support myself and my well, we support ourselves. So please come on board. Um, It's a more efficient tool for Northeast Iowa and for trout, cool, um, because you're throwing smaller presentations to the fish, and you can't do that on a spinning rod. Yep, right.
0: Yeah, because you're not going to throw a freaking tiny little fly like this with your spinning It
2: won't bend the rod. So what people don't understand fly, the fly line has weight to it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some beef to the fly line, which the physics of it bend the fly rod. So you're really throwing the fly line and not throwing the lure or the fly. Whereas, like, when you're throwing a MEPS, the MEPS, you know, it says on the package 1-8, one mm-hmm. quarter ounce. And that's what's bending the rod. <clears throat> with the fly rod you're the fly line's bending the rod right flies have very little weight
0: oh i w- i want to add something that i've noticed <laughs> like you can tell this guy is a fly fisherman because he's for the for the people that are just listening they don't see the the video like his his movements are very deliberate and it looks like he's just the way he's like yeah. moving like he's i feel like he actually has a fly rod in his hand, even though he's just going through the motions. And I was like, man, I was like, this guy's like, I feel like you have it down to like muscle memory. You're just like in there.
2: And that's really what Kirby and I, when we're, you know, somebody comes in, they buy a fly rod from us. We're pretty adamant about like, hey, you know, we're not gonna spend two hours with you because it won't do you any good. We're gonna teach you, we're gonna confuse you. Right. But I wanna spend, 10 or 20 minutes with you just so you understand how this tool works. And I would say the more you have the fly rod in your hand as a tool, it becomes a tool. And the muscle memory thing, like you can't, like when I'm trying to cast poorly, and not that I have a great cast, but <laughs> when I'm trying to cast poorly, I can't do a demonstration of it anymore. Mm. Because you just learn, it's, it's in grade, it's muscle memory. Yeah, I can just
0: tell Like yeah. when you're like just uh, pretending to do it, like, Oh, this yeah. guy, like when I'm, okay, this is how I cast. <laughs> like, okay, there's, there's nothing special about it, but just sitting here and he's like going through the motions like, hey, man, I could I could see oh, it God. happening like with the swirls and everything. Yeah. Maybe I'm going a little too far with that. but uh...
2: <laughs> No, I love it, man. I'm picturing it right now
0: myself. <laughs> right. I'm picturing you casting right now. Oh, okay. Man, I might get like. 10 feet, maybe. No, no,
2: you got to figure the rod's already nine feet long, right? Your leader's nine feet long, so you're already at about 20 feet without See, even doing anything. You're
0: giving me too much credit, it'll probably land like behind me somehow, which it might happen. And, anyway. and
2: honestly, for our streams, uh, you know, the you don't have to cast more than 20 feet,
3: you really don't. Yeah, That's the only- idea
2: is to get the fly in sync with the current to make it look natural so you're not casting 50 feet you know when we're when we're trout fishing northeast iowa huh. and, and some of the techniques we use we we do a lot of what we call european style nymphing which is um you're you're tight with your flies and you're using a little bit heavier flies and it's it's a really effective tool i'm
1: gonna have to go youtube this but i gotta minimize my youtube
2: video <laughs> it, watching it's the, uh, it's the uh, <laughs> it's the it's the type of fishing that uh, they do in competitions, like when they gotcha. there's f- actual fly fishing competitions.
3: And when we're starting people out, you know, just have them throw in a roll cast, which is really simple. You're not even lifting your fly line off the water. You're yeah. just dragging it across, yeah. using that water tension, and just flipping it forward. Yep. And you're getting, uh, you know, I don't know. Ten foot cast, or oh, no, I mean, 15, 15 foot cast, something like that. Yeah, it's like
2: any other fishing. You're not fishing if if your lure, your bait, your fly is not in the water, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the misconceptions. I said, like we, Kirby said, we can get most people up to being able to catch a trout within twenty minutes.
3: Yes, yeah, you really want to get on the water. Like it's it's not. It's not as hard as you think it would be. Like, you can get them on there in 20 minutes, teach them a couple casts, and they're going to be catching fish and having a good time, which is what it's all about. Yeah. And a bluegill so, three minutes. Yeah.
2: Which is one of my favorite all-time <laughs> fish. They are such a cool game I'm gonna fish. I'm going to hold you guys to that. Three minutes. Yeah. We we'll, t- we'll time it, Kirby.
0: We'll time it. we we'll put a case of beer on it. Ooh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it doesn't
1: cost $120 down here. Yeah, that no. is true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Very it does true. not uh and this is fun dude but yeah yeah oh i have
2: one other thing too what's up so i uh we're always trying to get people to get into the sport mm-hmm. i create a discount code for your listeners okay bff10 and we have a selection i'll give you guys the link of some starter rod setups that are, they're not, I mean, they're not, this isn't Walmart. right? So just heads up. It's still
0: a mom and pop shop.
2: It is a very mom and pop shop. And we are the only Orvis, if you've heard of Orvis, we're the only Orvis dealer in the state of Iowa, which we're we're very proud of. That that company has done so much for conservation. They give uh, 5% of pre-tax profits back to the resource. Mm -hmm. They're a privately held company, family owned anyway, long story short, we've got a ten percent discount code for intro fly fishing setups and lessons and even uh like what we call you know loose guiding trips for groups of up to three for the spring uh, I'll send you guys the link for our website so cool um you know for a couple hundred bucks less ten percent you guys can your listeners can get into it or if you guys want to, I'll even give it to you guys okay. awesome since you came all the way over. Yeah, I don't know. from the other side yeah. of town. To come yeah, all
0: the way from the south side to come hang
2: with us. We're <laughs> yeah. all east-siders. east Sider so. yeah.
1: I forgot he's he. Uh, I'm an east Eastsider, east man. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. high. You went to East? Nah. No, I went. Uh, wow. Well, I went to yeah. Southeast Pope. Yeah.
2: But
0: oh. that's even further east, actually. You, <laughs> know. About? You, you know east. what? You're yeah. right. Yeah. He's true
2: east. We're Sider. closer.
1: You know what? I was closer to the dump. <laughs> Ross you listening to this He's true east I'm side. true you Eastside ain't Ross, Yeah I'm closer <laughs> I'm Eastside. closer to
2: the landfill I'm closer to the Runnels river bottoms <laughs> There you where go Where the true east siders live Too funny dude But I did I did put this code together tonight Um Hopefully somebody Takes advantage Or just reaches out And you know From And just says Hey I'm, We get it every day We get phone calls We get texts We get We're real Easy We're real easy dudes To To talk to Um so I don't want anybody to be intimidated about coming into the shop. Uh, I hope everybody has a good experience. And, uh, yeah. For sure. Save a few bucks if you want to get into the sport. It's a great gift. If you've been thinking about it, we have so many people are like, I've been thinking about it for like five years. I'm like, what the <laughs> frick? What the Yeah. F- um,
1: what took you so long? Sorry. I, I'm him. You
2: know, like, what took you so long? Like, like
1: it's you like, know? Because I, I think um, I underestimate – my fishing abilities like I already have a hard enough time trying to catch it conventionally, yeah. so why am I going to try to add on the oh. difficulty level that's how my train of thought was
2: yeah happening. yeah uh there's a there is a fly fishing humorist uh guy named Hank Patterson, which you guys it's hilarious you have to you if you're a fly fisher you would this guy's awesome look him up on YouTube Hank Patterson, but he does this uh like faux fishing school and he's like the the students are like I'm fly curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And so we get a lot of fly curious folks that come in the store and I'm we hopefully hold their hand and like you know, I say I always say, come over to the dark side, you know. <laughs> there we go. And grab the fly rod. I've caught everything from bluegill sharks on a fly rod. And yeah, it's a ton of fun.
1: Cool. Yeah. Alright, I'm excited. I y yeah. I you you you're, my, to,
2: you're my special project for yeah, 2022. You, you didn't have to sell <laughs> me,
1: but I think you you pushed special me over. project right here. me over yeah. The, yeah. the the ledge on. I'm, I'm I'm doing it. So, Good. um, anything else, Kate? You got anything else for Kirby and uh, Kevin here? Uh, so if our audience wants to reach
0: out to you, like, where's the shop? How can they get a hold of you guys? Yeah,
1: we're at uh, 5804
2: Franklin, the corner of Hay and Franklin, centrally located. I feel like in Des Moines, from West Des Moines, Johnston. South side, north side, east side, west side, maybe not the east side. We're a little far from the east side. (laughs) Um, uh, rodandrivet.com, my email is just kevin at rodandrivet.com, kirby at rodandrivet.com, and I'll have these guys post a link to the discount code in our website on on their homepage, Uh, but we'd love to make a great gift if for you or someone else in your family if uh, Just have any questions, let us know. We we uh, it's not like we have a million people in here every day. It's a fly <laughs> shop. Yeah. Just right. Don't
3: don't be afraid to stop by. Yeah, don't be afraid to stop by. Come in, yeah, ask If you have questions, questions we're we're really happy. You want to cast a fly rod in the parking lot? We can throw a reel on it for you and yeah, try it out. That's right. awesome.
0: So you got like a Facebook, Instagram, all that. All stuff that. Yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll post all that stuff. So yeah. just, is, am I missing any other social media stuff?
2: No, no. I think um, we don't have TikTok. We don't have. That's all. What all the kids are into. TikTok. They're all all into
0: TikTok. I bet if you do like a (laughs) quick thirty second video of some crazy cast, five hundred thousand. You know what's
2: crazy about all the other types of social media? Facebook is still, it's still a very dominant. And, uh, yeah
0: it's, it's gonna
1: be meta guys um, it's meta metaverse now
2: when crazy. they're not done destroying the world they still do a <laughs> few good things oh right. boy
1: we're we're going to a deep hole if we start talking about social media man it's, yeah, but i, I, always I find
0: my like i've started at tiktok instagram and stuff but i always find myself going back to facebook yeah. and youtube i think it's just there's more engagement there
2: yeah and we there's some really great uh local fly fishing groups that are on facebook that are again they're small they're
0: helpful um
2: it's a it's a good resource for fly fishers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: well i don't know if you mentioned it already but um what what groups in particular any any ones The that Iowa stand fly out? guys is
2: a great one mm-hmm. uh, those guys are my my buddies and a couple of the guys that are administrators for that website also teach my fly fly tying classes mm-hmm. um I'm not, my wife does a lot of the social media, Kirby and I, Kirby's the least millennial millennial I've ever met. We just, we <laughs> just fish and Kirby awesome. does, just I don't think he, <laughs> he's ever well, uh, posted a picture oh, of any we'll, fish he's ever caught.
1: We'll definitely reach out to to your wife, Laura. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. mean, um, we, we post. We, we should have you guys down
2: to the Florida Keys to do one of these. Ooh. My buddy, Captain Kev, he's that a conventional cool. guide. Okay. If you're ever in Key Largo, look up Kevin Captain Kevin Jeffries, first down charters. He is the absolute most fun guy, most knowledgeable guy to fish with. Um, it's not fly fishing. But if you're down with your family, your friends, your kids. Yeah, I've
0: never I've never ocean fished. Oh my never.
2: god. You will you're gonna move. <laughs> you will move. You'll yeah. never you'll be like, I don't ever want to ice fish again. Like, oh
1: fish in a river, what? Yeah. Yeah. There you <laughs> go, oh, man. Um, no, this has been fun. This has been uh, informative. Yeah. I, I know what I'm going to do now. In you're my you're
3: my pet project,
1: pet pro- project.
3: Actually, program. what I'm going to
2: do is I'm gonna, like Kirby. He's your pet project. <laughs> there
1: we go. Um, no, <laughs> go this is this was awesome. Go think.
3: catch some wipers on the Mon River. Yeah, oh. we're doing that. Oh, dude. Yeah,
1: we're right. going to do that. We're going cool. to. You know what? Let's fly fish and let's do this. We're going to fly fish, catch some wipers, and we're going to show you guys that we caught. See, wipers. that's that's something I've
0: always wanted to do. Like I said earlier um i kind of dabble in the fly fishing stuff but it's been a long time ago for me well i love wipers already you know ice rod conventional rod the only thing that's missing is the fly rod wipers are cool fish too yeah Yeah. we'll do that
2: we'll we'll make it sounds like
1: you've got a like a a new year's resolution got a goal we got we we definitely have a goal um no we have a lot of listeners down south we have a lot of listeners all over honestly the world now i've been seeing a lot of downloads from crazy spots i'm like what the hell you guys listen to a bunch of guys from iowa so no uh definitely we'll, we'll put the links to the website because you might you guys might get some you know questionnaires from people from yeah out of we'd state. love that
2: so, i i wish we were more um we're kind of low-key man we don't we're, we don't Toot our own horn. Not that we have anything to toot about, but we are. There are three million people in the state of Iowa. We were the only dedicated fly shop in the whole
0: state. Yeah, and it's a it's a freaking cool shop. My yeah. first time here. Yeah. I stepped in here like whoa. Yeah. This my favorite is part. You cool. guys will
2: have to get some photos uh, of the rod wall. Okay, that is the only thing I wanted in, in the fly shop. I'm like, that's my <laughs> fly shop. And
0: everything else, whatever. I can, can give two shits. We'll, 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 we'll
2: post
1: this on the, on the YouTube the, the and But the rod the yeah. rod
2: wall is my is the coolest yeah. part of the shop. Cool. It's got pictures of our friends, family, um, the trips we've taken. The, it, just a lot of great memories uh, that fishing, you know,
1: allows us. We'll do so. um, we'll do this again uh, next year. Well, I don't know what well, next season or whenever the slow season is Let's for you guys. Let's do it guys. up in Decora with you guys, okay? Because because yeah. I also want to cool. you know to That's see cool. how how I'm progressing. I mean, I, I'm committing. I'm committed. Sounds see, like you've just hired Kirby for like the entire year of I mean, twenty twenty to get I mean, it. Could, I don't know. I can't afford it. I got four kids, man. It's like Kirby's a, not expensive. Let's be <laughs> it's cheap. There you go. But thank you so much, Kevin, uh, for just having us here at your shop. Um, just the knowledge you and Kirby just bring to us. This is fun, man. I, I I can't wait to do this again with you guys. So, um had a blast, man. And um
2: We've see. we've had a lot of fun. Thank you guys for coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh again it's just me and Kirby here in the shop. He's a great dude. He's he is the the most chill guy I've ever known in my entire life, uh-huh. and he balances me out well when I'm like getting hyped up about something. Kirby's <laughs> just like super chill, so it actually makes him, you know, good to be around on the water. Uh, if you're if you're interested in a lesson or They're wanting to learn, going yell at you. So. Kirby is <laughs> never going to yell at you, and I've been yelled at by fishing even, guys even, before.
3: Even if you hook me up.
1: You get yelled at by fishing guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, boy, that
3: happens. It yeah. does?
1: Yeah. Man. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well, you won't get yelled at by Kirby. You will not. So,
2: so, so give Kirby a call. Make it, it. happen. Right. He's got to get
1: his flip over. Fishing yeah. hunt, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Get in here. Get in here. Rod and rivets. Thank you, guys. Thanks, All guys. Right,
0: thank you. Yeah.